Welcome to Marketing for Farmers. I'm your host, Kendall Ballantyne, and I am so excited to be here with you today, bringing you tips, tricks, and tangible ideas to grow your agricultural business online. Now, before we get right into the nitty gritty of social media, e-commerce, and email marketing, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and my business to give you a better idea of why I feel like I am uniquely qualified to teach you all things digital marketing for farmers. I'll be honest, when I sat down to think of what I'd tell you on my very first podcast as a way to kind of tell my story, I was left laughing, unsure of how the heck I even got here in the first place. Why in the world, as a woman in my late 20s with a successful corporate career, did I decide to throw away the high-paying salary and benefits to become a farmer? I didn't know the first thing about agriculture. I had never grown a garden or raised an animal besides a dog. And knowing now what I didn't know then, raising a dog does not make you a farmer. I mean, I had never even shopped at a farmer's market, you guys. But here I am at 34 years old. I'm a first-generation female farmer, owner and operator of a farm that in five years became one of the largest direct-to-consumer producers of meat in my province and is set to hit nearly seven figures gross annual revenue this year. I've won the Under 40 Entrepreneur of the Year Award with my local Chamber of Commerce, which I am so proud to say was a first for a farmer and for a female business owner. I was also awarded Farmer's Market Vendor of the Year by the BC Association of Farmer's Markets, which covers thousands of vendors throughout British Columbia. So how did I get here? If you want the simple answer, it was a boy. Let's face it, in your 20s, it's almost always a boy. But when it came to farming, it wasn't exactly how you'd expect. I didn't become a farmer's wife. I became a farmer. I met Jay at perhaps the messiest point in my life. At 27 years old, I was on the top of my game with my career, was the proud owner of a house in one of the most expensive regions in the country. From the outside looking in, I had it all, including a husband I was in the midst of divorcing in a painfully drawn out proceeding. At the time, the thought of farming was so far from anything I had ever considered for my life, it was laughable. But he was a retired fourth generation Dutch bird farmer who had sold off his commercial quail business a few years before we'd met. But even though he'd moved on from farming as a career choice, it was ingrained in the very fabric of his family. I've always been a curious person. I love to learn, and in the beginning, I wanted to know everything about his past life as a farmer. I was smitten by him, so I hung on his every word when he told me about life on the farm. As I learned more, it wasn't long before the idea of raising a few chicken for our family started to pop into my head. When I look back, I now realize that there might have also been an underlying draw that I had yet to admit out loud that also led me to farming. I wish I could say at the time that I wanted to jump into farming to try and help feed my community, but to be honest, it was the perfect mixture of loving a new challenge and wanting to see if I could pull off raising a few chicken and also what we'll call a quarter-life crisis. As I learned more, it wasn't long before the idea of raising a few chickens for our family started to pop into my head. When I look back, I realize now that there might have been an underlying draw that I've yet to admit out loud that also led me to farming. I wish I could say at the time I wanted to jump into agriculture to try and feed my community, but to be honest, it was that perfect mixture of loving a new challenge and wanting to see if I could pull off raising a few chickens myself, and also what I'll call a quarter-life crisis that my failed relationship tossed into my lap. Some women cut their hair. Apparently, I become a farmer. I'll never forget bringing the idea to Jay. In my head, it went a little something like this. Heck no. No way. I'm not farming again. You're not farming. We are not farming. Nope. Not happening. Choose something different. Bless him, we were still so fresh into learning about each other that he didn't fully grasp the fact that no doesn't really exist in my vocabulary. I hadn't climbed my way up into a corporate career in a strongly male-dominated industry by taking no at face value from anyone. 
So after a little persisting on my part, Jay did what any wise man would do for the new love of his life. He agreed to set me up with raising a few meat chickens as long as I agreed to sell a few to my friends and family to help offset my costs. He kept throwing around the word few so casually that I knew I had at least a few people that would be willing to buy a chicken or two off of me. So I agreed. Two days later, I came home from a long day at work to find that Jay had set me up a section in one of the old barns on his property with day-old chicks. And as I opened that barn door, I learned a really good lesson about my new relationship. What we both considered a few is wildly different. There, warming themselves under the heat of a chicken brooder were 500 baby chicks. And just like that, I became a farmer in training. And Central Park Farms was born. Jay admits now that he was trying to kill the idea by setting me up with 500 birds. At the time, he didn't think that with a demanding career that I would ever want to raise more than that first round of chickens. In fact, he thought I'd struggle to sell them, give up, and that we'd be eating those same frostbitten chickens for the next 10 years. Remember, this was pretty fresh into things, and apparently he didn't know me well enough. That day, after I learned how to make sure a chicken is healthy and happy under a brooder, I sat down at my computer and launched a Facebook page and an Instagram account for my new farm. By the time those eight weeks passed and the birds were ready to go, I had a thriving little community on social media. Looking back, I'm sure more than half of my followers were friends and family, watching what was surely a mental breakdown following the end of my relationship. Can you picture it? Could you imagine? Divorces her husband and starts a chicken farm? There's a family member listening right now laughing because they know that's the truth. But it didn't matter. The first day of sales, over 250 of those chickens flew the coop and I was hooked. I'm proud to say that the growth of my little farm led me to leave my corporate career, and through my knowledge and experience with social media, e-commerce, and marketing, I've been able to grow a business that sells at the absolute limit of what we'd like to handle for farm production. Now, with a desire to support my fellow farmers, it's time for me to pass on my knowledge. So pop me in your headphones as you work, or let me join you for a drive so I can give you all the tips and tricks you need to grow your farm business online. This is Marketing for Farmers. Marketing for Farmers.